Good evening. Today is Monday, July 24th, and we are studying the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is We Agnostics, Step 2, and our speaker tonight is Katie B. Thank you, Katie. Hi. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Katie B. I am a recovered compulsive reader. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you um, for asking me. Uh, and something really cool happened right before, well, I thought it was cool, <laughs> right before I was coming downstairs to speak, um, I was leaving my kids upstairs and I was walking down and, you know, warning them, don't come down. I'm going to be, you know, whatever, like whatever stern warning I'm giving them. And my son says, what are you talking about at your meeting tonight? And I got to say, God, like, it was just like a cool thing to say to a 10 year old kid. Like I, I is, I don't know, something about that just felt really special that that's what I was gonna get to talk about tonight. Um, so 20 minutes is gonna go really, really fast for me. I know I'll just briefly say that um, I've been struggling or I had struggled with compulsive overeating for as long as I can remember since childhood. Um, and food and weight and what I looked like um, and diets uh, was really all consuming. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. It was every single thing I thought about. Ever. I mean, even when I was talking about something else, there was this script always just running in my head, um, either that I wasn't good enough or I was comparing the way I looked to other people or I was thinking about how much better things would be when I lost a certain amount of weight or how much I hated myself because I had gained a certain amount of weight. It was just, I mean, that was it was, it was just everything. Um, and I had tried OA, um, for many, 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 many years. I was out of the rooms way more than I was in. And, um, through my higher power, uh, it's been uh, over three and a half years that I've been, um, abstinent and in recovery. And it's beyond a miracle. I mean, a miracle that word doesn't even do it justice, like what I've experienced. And honestly, putting the food down and not having food thoughts, like um, that would have been enough. Like that's all I, well, what I really wanted was I wanted to eat whatever I wanted and I wanted to be thin. Like if I'm being really honest, when I came in, that's what I thought I wanted, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, and then once I had peaceful abstinence, I thought, what else could you ever want on earth than to not have noise about food every second of the day? Like, I'm good. Thank you. I don't need anything else. And I'm telling you, that was just the beginning. Um, and it's not because I won the lottery and it's not because, you know, I have, you know, possessions or status. It has nothing to do with that. I have the same life and yet I have an experience in life that is beyond my wildest dreams. And, um, and, and that is, that is what this program gives us. It's way beyond just the beginning. The recovery, the basic recovery is just the beginning. And my life's work now um, is to continue to grow in a relationship with my higher power. And I never, like I said, when I came in, I wanted to eat and be thin. Like that was the goal. And now like it's transcended into something that I never even thought I wanted. Um, and uh, 
so I don't want to run out of time. I'll give a super quick extreme example of my uh, my battle, uh, my losing battle with compulsive overeating, um, just because I think it's a really nice dramatic uh, example. I'll try to make it quick. So, wow, how long was it ago now? Five years ago, um, I am rushed to the hospital after uh, passing out at work. They then transfer me to another hospital um, into the uh, cardiac failure unit. Um, my heart has stopped working. Uh, a, a portion of it stopped working. It's uh, It's a condition that I, you know, I learned about over the years, but whatever. So I'm in the hospital. I'm there for a week. The doctor comes in. I can tell you the whole story another time, trying to make it really quick. Doctor comes in. My heart has stopped working, uh, started working again. Um, talks to me, says, look, you can live with this. You can live with this. This is manageable. Here's what you're going to need to do. You're going to need to lose a little weight. You're going to need to cut out certain types of foods because interestingly enough, my condition actually is exacerbated by certain types of foods that I happen to, uh, that are alcoholic for me. Um, and I'm in my hospital bed and I order a treadmill from my hospital bed and I swear I, this is it. I'm changing. My whole life is going to be different from this moment on. I don't want my kids to grow up without a mom. You know, I, I, I was terrified. I, I, you know, I meant it. I meant it. I meant it. And I left that hospital room and I gained another 45, 50 pounds. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And it's not because I didn't want to. And it's not because I, I, I didn't need to. It's because I couldn't do it. Okay. And, um, and so that is just a really good example. I think of the fact that like, it's something that I really, really want. And I, I'm willing but if I'm relying just on me, I'm not going to do it. I can't, it's, it's not, it's just, I can't, I can't do it. And so it's a nice sort of segue into, well, who can, right? So the answer is my higher power can. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit about my growing up. I really didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't have a, like a real, I didn't grow up in a religious background. Um, I didn't really understand what God was. Um, if I was in a jam, I would pray to God. Um, sometimes I would blame God for things that went wrong. And that was sort of the extent of it. Um, when I first came into the rooms, like in the late nineties, um, I didn't like that they were, um, held in the meetings were in church basements. I didn't like the Lord's prayer. I didn't like the big book. It sounded too much like the Bible. I mean, I could tell you all the things that I didn't like about, uh, religious people, about God, um, about all of it. Um, and I really like what the reading that was read right before I started page 46 to 47, when it says, what does it say right here? The very bottom of 46, it says, it is open, we believe to all. And when I heard that being read, I thought, you know, it just hit me like it is open, but I was closed. I was closed off. And, um, and I was thinking today, I got to read through We Agnostics, which is so long. It has not, not in a complainy way. It just didn't like, it has a lot in it. And as I was reading it, I thought, oh man, how am I going to like fit everything I want to say in? And it's such a beautiful chapter. And I was sort of trying to reflect on like, what was it like before, you know, compared to now? And I, and I think really, um, I, I didn't think about God. Um, I, I really just thought about me. 
And I didn't think I was a selfish person. Like I, I did care about other people. I wanted what was best for other people, but I did it through the lens of me. And I didn't even know I was doing it because it was my only lens, you know? And if, um, if something bad happened, uh, you know, oh, why me? And if something good happened, like the birth of my children, or I, gra- I graduated, whatever happened, I, I got married, doesn't matter, whatever good thing happened, right, that status good thing, it wasn't good enough, because I, I was fat when it was happening. I didn't get to wear the outfit that I had wanted to wear, the picture I have rolls, like it, it, it was, so it was still always about me. <laughs> um, and it was just the way, um, I I saw the world was just through my own lens. And I didn't even realize that there was another way. I I just, I didn't even, I didn't think about it. I just, I didn't think about it. I knew I was miserable. I knew there were many times I would rather have been dead, Um, you know, and, and yet like, I, I don't know. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready until I was ready. And um, so after, so I will just say that abstinence is super important. And then I, I worked the, um, and I'm not saying it's easy. I'll just do it. Uh, you know, that's for another conversation, another day, but it it's, it's a must. Um, but I can only do that, you know, white knuckling it for, for so long and then I need something else. And so then we're at step two. Um, and doing on time. I don't know. Let me just look through the things in the book that I really liked and see if anything just jumps out at me. Um, Sorry, <laughs> little. Um, and so then, okay. So when it says we agnostics, you know, so lack of power is my problem. Um, and I need a higher, greater power. And that's what this book is all about. Once again, I was like, uh oh, wait a minute. Uh, that's what this book is about. I thought this book was about like being thin. So what's going on here? Like, that's not what I was, that's not what I'm interested in. Um, <laughs> but that actually is like what the book is about. And now, that is what my life is about. And if you had told me a few years ago that I'd be sitting here telling you that my whole life is about growing towards God, higher power, spiritually, I would have, if anybody would have said that, I would have rolled my eyes so huge. Like it would, it would just, it would have like repelled me like this. And now I'm telling you, like, there's nothing I want more because there's so much freedom and peace in it. Um, and so, okay, well, let me just see what else we did. And so, you know, and step two doesn't have to be that big a deal. It really doesn't. Like, am I just willing to believe? I don't even have to believe. The book doesn't say, do I now believe, period. Am I just willing to believe that maybe, maybe there is something out there that is more powerful than me. How did I get here? How, what are we all doing? Any question that maybe just sparks something that the world does not start and stop with me is really all I need. It's that small. It's that small to kind of get going and then kind of get boogieing through the steps. Um, and 
like when it goes on, I think on 48, it says we're handicapped by obstinacy, which I had to look up. I think it means like thinking that I have all the answers, which I did, or, you know, sensitivity or prejudice or so touchy that I bristle with antagonism at even a casual reference to spirituality. Yes, that was me. I was touchy about it. I didn't like it. And I didn't like you if you didn't, you know, if that's what you were selling, I wasn't buying it. Um, and am I willing on some level to just look around at miracles that I'm actually seeing that are being like professed in these meetings and just willing to believe that maybe, 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 maybe that's possible. Maybe there's something out there. Um, and then it continues on, you know, alcohol was a great persuader and it finally beat us into a state of reasonableness. Yes. Like I was finally out of ideas after, you know, every diet and every, every, you know, gimmick and every therapist and every weight loss clinic and every, every didn't, you know, or, or, um, eating disorder clinic or life coach doesn't matter. Am I finally beaten down to the point where I just give up, not give up and like roll over and die, but give up thinking that I'm going to figure this out because I'm a competent person. I can figure lots of stuff out. I can do lots of stuff. Right. Um, and I can't do this. And, and I, and I kept blaming myself and blaming myself and blaming myself until finally I went, wait a minute, I can't do this because it can't be done by me. Not because I suck, not because I'm worthless, not none of that. It's just because it can't be done by me. I can't, you know, I can't jump out of the window and fly. And I have just a good chance as jumping out a window and taking flight and soaring through the air as I do beating this disease on my own, because I tried for decade after decade and I couldn't do it. Um, and so when I'm hopeless and when I'm in despair, I'm in luck <laughs> because when I'm really, really hopeless, maybe I'll be willing to think that something greater than me can do this. Just maybe. Um, uh, to, 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 to. What else really jumped out at me? Forgive me. So when they talk about um, reason and logic, again, sort of back to what I was just previously saying, right? Like if I can logically see all the things that I can accomplish on earth, right? I mean, I, I mean not that I'm so accomplished, but I can get stuff done. You know, I, I, I can, I can get, I can make things happen. Not this. Um, forgive me if you hear my dogs barking. Um, and so like, there's some, some logic and, you know, and so it says we're crushed by a self-imposed crisis that we have to fear. I'm going to have to shut the door. Give me two seconds. I'm sorry. Hi, sorry. Um, so I have to fearlessly face the proposition that God is everything or God is nothing. So like, what does that mean to me? God is everything or God is nothing, right? So like, if there is a God, I'm not, what, what does that God mean? Does that God mean that I can like take it out and, 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 and use it when I need it or, or pray when I need something and then like, just put it away. But what kind of God is that? Like, I don't know if I'm going to be ever able to like explain higher power adequately, but if you just think logically about it, if it's a higher power, higher than me, then first of all, I think that's a, that's the point. I can't explain it and I don't have to. And I, and I, and I can't just sort of like put it in a little, little box 
and, and, and towed it out when I need it and put it away. It is everything or it doesn't exist. Pick one. Because if there is something out there Five that is minutes, me, Katie. oh no, thank you very much. Um, then I sort of have to be willing to think like, is is there a God? Is there a higher power or is it me? Oh man, I hope it doesn't end with me because we're all in trouble <laughs> if it ends with me. I mean, and that's really the other thing, right? Like I spent my life like navigating like, like things didn't go my way. I had plans. I had dreams. I wanted you to do certain things. I wanted you to see me a certain way. If I really break that down, I was just playing God. That was my attempt at being God. Did I know I was doing it at the time? No, I thought I was just sort of bumbling around the world and trying my best, whatever I thought. But now when I look back, I can see that I was just playing God. And of course I'm irritable, restless, and discontented when I'm playing God because nothing's going to go the way I want it to go because I'm not God. Um, but I have these expectations um, and it just sort of builds up. And then I go to a substance. I mean, like now I, I'm I'm so grateful I can see it, you know, a, a little bit better. And when we when it goes on and talks about like faith and worship, right? Like the idea of worshiping something like, ugh, again, totally turned me off. How many things have I worshiped? How many things like if I have I adored or honored or praised? How many people? How many relationships? How many diet plans? How many fill in the blank, right? The way I looked, my appearance, the way I thought I should look, my status. Like if you if I really think about all the things that I adored and and thought so highly of, like is it really that far stretched to like to think that like we could worship a higher power and on some level, you know, I think the word worship is heavy and it has a lot that comes with it, but really it's just like, what do I put first? What was I putting first in my life? Appearance, status, self-seeking, the way you thought of me, the way I thought things should go. And those things were actually just blocking me from the real higher power. Um, and so I guess the point of that and the point of that part of the big book about, you know, and, and I put my faith in those things too, right? I put my, how many diets have I put my faith in? How much money have I thrown at things, right? That's faith. That was faith I put in those things. If I can put my faith in a diet where I'm supposed to eat nothing but like cayenne pepper and lemon juice, why can't I put my faith in a higher power? Like, like it, it's, it's just like, why is one worthy of me putting my faith in and one isn't? And like, that's the, that's all I need. Even that logical faith to be able to take my step two. It doesn't have to be bigger than that in order for it to be a solid step two. Am I willing to believe? If I'm willing to believe that cayenne pepper, I don't know why I'm picking on this diet all of a sudden, it just came to me. But if I'm willing to believe that the chi drinking cayenne pepper, whatever stupid thing I did, that, you know, however many times I tried that diet or all the other, why aren't I willing to believe in a higher power? That's all I need. And then I keep going with the steps. And then life's work, my life's work is just little by little, like getting a little closer, falling back you know, a few steps forward, a few steps back. There's, it's, it's not perfect and it's beautiful and it's messy um, and it develops over time. But really it, it starts with um, that I'm not God and boy, is it exhausting playing God. 
and I, and I wasn't that good at it and I was pretty miserable. And so if I can just start there and just kind of keep boogieing through the steps, it's it's a miracle and it's possible and you don't have to explain it. I don't have to explain it. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to define it. I don't have to, I can just tell you, I promise you it works. It, it, it's true because I, I suffered and I suffered and I suffered alcoholic torture with food and weight and obsessing for so many years of my life. And now I just, I just don't. And I can't take any of the credit for that. I tried, I tried a million different ways and, and I don't get the credit. I, I, I turned it over through the steps with the help of fellows and meetings and the big book and, and, and it just, I promise you, it is a miracle that is indescribable and, and yet a hundred percent true and, and a fact, a miracle. That's a fact who knew. And I'll stop there. Thanks guys very much. Thank you so much, Katie. Okay, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you would like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone, and I will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Actually, Lisa will unmute you. Um, so Jim, will you continue to time three minutes for shares and questions? Um, Katie, if you're asked a question, you'll get three minutes to respond. Okay, awesome. Okay, Amy B. Thank you so much, Lisa and Lisa Team Monday. And thanks, Jim, for timing and everybody for being here tonight. And Katie B. <clears throat> Thank you so much for the impassioned, incredible share tonight. And thank you for your service and your program. And um, just, I want to note that Katie was, you know, among the group conscious that formed this meeting. So I want to thank you for that too, Katie. And I'm so glad that you're here. I, I'm very grateful to you um, for a lot of the way that you carry the message, how you make the big book accessible. I too did not like it, sounded too much to the Bible, didn't like, like all of that, all of that, all of that, all of that. And you were one of the first people I saw, and please, please, I hope this is taken in the spirit it was meant, that was like cynical and stubborn like me in a way that I was, and, and was like, but there's a way to look at it. And if I'm open-minded, there's something in here. There's like, there's a way, there's something. And you were the first, I was like, well, if she, because I feel the way she feels like we're so thank you for that. And you did that with the chapter again tonight. And I was thinking about so many of the things that you said, as you said them, and I don't know, I don't have nearly enough time to thank you for everything that you said. I was just thinking about like that pain that drives us to need a higher power and that, you know, this, this is at the end of step one, we agnostics actually kinds of 
is still in step one, that spiritual malady when it starts. And we, you know, it's, it's all the pain, the intense pain, like the ego death that is required is so painful. It is shedding our spiritual, our emotional skin and being skinned alive hurts. The ego death hurts and I can't stop the pain. And to be able to say, I'm, I don't want to hurt anymore. And I haven't been able to stop it by myself. I've been willing to do in your words, cayenne pepper or anything else. I just keep caught. I'll speak for myself. I just keep causing myself more pain. And so, yes, the ego death hurts too, but like, I get, I get relief. Um, I wrote at the end of this chapter, the most, my most recent time through. And again, I love, I love the steps. I love everything. And I came to it with a new experience again. And I wrote at the end, there's an answer. I just don't like it. Because that answer is that I have to trust that higher power. I believe in it and I love it, but like the stuff that's really important to me, I can't let go of. It's too important. I have to fix it. reminder. Thank you. That's my time. Thank you for your service. I pass. Thank you, Amy. Amy L. Oh. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Amy L in California, compulsive eater. And I'm so happy to be here. I haven't, I've been here, but I haven't um, shared in a long time. And Katie, I was so happy to see you. I don't, I have no idea if you remember me, but you were one of the first kind souls when I joined CYOC, I don't know, two and a quarter years ago. And I think I only spoke to you a few times, but you do really carry the message. And for me, really just reflect that you know why we do this for that you have that this just some as somebody said passion but also like you make it so real and I saw something in you and me or something in me and you that make that's what how this fellowship works it's not just me with God it's me with fellow with God And, you know, in this chapter, and I'm sorry, I missed part of it. I'll listen to the recording, but he talks about the bedevilments. And, you know, why there's somebody who works in the 12-step rooms who says, why do we do what we don't want to do? And we don't do what we want to do. I mean, that's that's our unmanageability. That's why we come to these rooms. We may think it's because of the addiction, because I carried that on the outside often. But the true goal is that we we want some way to live according to our values and not do the things we don't want to do. And I could never do that. And I would have moments like in my darkest times where I cried out to a God, but my God back then was like a Santa Claus God. And if I didn't get what I thought I needed, I didn't believe. And when I came back, um, I came back multiple times over the decades. When I came back about uh, 16 years ago, I didn't really believe. 
And somebody in the room said, and I want to share it because it helped me so much. She said, you know, he and Bill invites us to act as if. And if I draw a circle in chalk, a big circle, and I say, in this circle, there is God. There is this higher loving power. And I jump into that circle. And suddenly everything I look at is part of that circle. Somehow life gets better. And so I took that leap. It was total acting as if. And I just share that because it doesn't matter where we are on this path. But we, we bring the message of powerless and we bring the message of hope. And we can lean on That's each other that way and act as if. Thank you so much for everyone for being here. Thank you, Amy. Okay, Meredith, you're next. Hey, everybody. I'm Meredith, um, recovered compulsive old reader in Tennessee. I don't even know what I want to say. Like that, that was, there's so much there. Um, and impassioned is perfect. Yes, you are impassioned, Katie. And um, it's infectious. Um, and it's just so simple the way you put it. It's just like, it used to be this, and now it's this. And to think about those days when it was that, the, oh my gosh, describing, you know, I got married, but look how fat I was. So it's like, it, it, it wasn't any good. <laughs> like that's, you know, that's insane. Um, but you know, I was there too. And, um, yeah, I, I can, I can get stuff done, but I can't do this. I can't do that is a relief to, to hear. Um, and I just, you know, you said, um, I can jump out the, I don't know if you were but like, I can sooner jump out the window and fly than I can, you know, lose this weight. And I was talking to somebody this weekend about, you know, God and God doing this thing. And, um, you know, I can say all I want that I don't believe in gravity, but I'm going to, if I walk out the window, I'm, it's going to control me. Um, so why not just give into it? Um, and I love how you said, what kind of God would I be? Um, or what kind of God would it, huh, would it be if, um, if you could just like, if you were actually the one dictating, I'll oh, forget it. I'm, yeah, that's, I'm going to jump. I'm going to mess that up. Um, I should probably just stop talking now. My head is very stuffy. <laughs> And, um, but I just appreciate you so much always. Um, and thanks for being here. Thank you, Meredith. Okay, Penny. Hi, everybody. I'm Penny, compulsive overeater in the Chicago area. Glad to be here tonight. Katie, thank you so much. Um, I got so much out of what you said. Wow. Um, you know, you started out by talking about how all-consuming weight and body image was in your childhood. And, and that was, you know, me and I'm sure many others. But, you know, I just 
don't even remember a time in my childhood when I wasn't consumed with food or my body or, you know, any of that. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's this disease. Um, but I really loved what you said about my life work is to continue to grow in my relationship with God. And then later on, you said there's so much freedom and peace in that. And I love that. Um, because that is really what, what I strive for is just to continue growing in my relationship with my higher power. Um, you said, um, I wasn't ready until I was ready. That has been so true for me. You know, I was in the rooms of OA for so many years before I was even willing to start a relationship with higher power. And that's when it changed for me is when I did that, when I was willing to believe that there was something greater than me and that I wasn't it. Um, you know, but I wasn't ready till I was ready, you know, and, um, I loved when you said it is everything or it doesn't exist. Pick one. Like there's there, that makes it, that makes the choice so much easier. Like, yeah, it has to be everything because if it's not, it doesn't exist. You know, this, this higher power that, that I choose to call God, um, and I, and, and, you know, to, to come into these rooms and be on these meetings and, and, and see people and, and hear people and connect with people. Um, it's just amazing. I, I, I almost went to another meeting tonight, uh, because I wanted to see if I could see my sponsor and I came in here and my sponsor was here. So that was amazing. And I'm very happy about that. So grateful to be here. Thanks. Thank you, Penny. Okay, Carla, you're next. Thanks so much. Hi again, everyone. Welcome home. Uh, it's so good to see you, Katie. Um, I, I'm so grateful that um, four years after crawling into my first room that I have found a freedom. I didn't know what freedom was. It had never been modeled to me. I never imagined it. Um, I have a total different story than yours about my higher power. But what I did not realize until now, my fifth time through the steps in four years, because I'm a short timer, I waited until I was 65 to get here, um, is that I was playing God. Every time I read that, I just dismissed it. Oh, I don't do that. Oh, I would never do that. You know. <laughs> and uh, when I got here talking about my higher power, I called it a name that people gasp. And I went, what's wrong with y'all? We're talking. And yet I came to understand that it is all inclusive, never exclusive. And I was absolutely exclusive in my belief and in my relationship with my higher power. But I wrote down some things that that I just love that you said um, when you were when you quoted about it was open and you said it was open. And I'm and and in my mind it was God was open, but I was closed. Isn't that amazing? That once we come to believe, we begin to see all this openness that has always been there that I never saw before. Um, for me, it was like being born again, again of just going. Who knew? I used to say to my sponsor so much, "If I'd only known, if I'd only known this forty years ago, if I'd only known this," 
And, uh, and when you said the steps are a must, absolutely. But it wasn't the first time through the steps. When I got through the steps the first time, I was still full of guilt, shame, and remorse. And I didn't, I was absolute, I was abstinent. I was doing everything that I knew to do, every tool I could find and every person I could find to call and ask questions because I didn't understand the language. And yet every morning I woke up going, God, I can't believe who I was and who I am. Um, and yet the second time through the steps, when I learned the set aside prayer, and I was able to turn to that power greater than me and the acceptance and love of knowing, just set down those attitudes, beliefs, and opinions that I have a death grip on and open my mind to a new way of thinking. And that miracle, as you said, what is a miracle? It's such an unexpected result of an action I take. You know, the choice is always mine, but oh my goodness, once I make that choice, there's a power greater than me that empowers me to walk it out. It doesn't make sense. I look, I look at over my shoulder. You can't get here from where I was. And yet here I am. So thank y'all so much. Thank you, Katie. Thanks everyone for your service and for being here. Thanks so much. I pass. Thank you, Carla. And Lisa, if we could stop the recording, please.